0: Hello and thank you for taking time to listen to God's word today. We hope this sermon is a blessing to you and your family. The title of my sermon this morning is Nothing Can Stop God's Plan. Turn to the person next to you and tell them Nothing Can Stop God's Plan. Nothing Can Stop God's Plan. You know, we should know that God has a purpose for every circumstance in our life. Everything that we go through in our life, God has a purpose. In fact, he uses every circumstances in our life. How many of you have been in a car journey or any journey where you had to take a detour? The detour could have been intentional. The detour could have been accidental, which I believe 90% of the time it's accidental. Sometimes the detour is uh, led by um, you know, uh, Google Maps. Google Maps sometimes kind of takes us off uh, uh, in a route and brings it back. So whenever you are traveling, there are a lot of possibilities for us to go on detour. How many of you have experienced this when you're on detour? Because of the detour, you found a new place. Right? You found a new spot. You probably found a new cafe or a restaurant or, or, or even a small uh, spot where you thought wow this is nice I, I've never I've never seen this side of the city Trichy or other sides wherever you are traveling sometimes you know you accidentally bump into people because of detour you would have met somebody right and life is also full of detours and God allows certain detours in our life for a purpose and God fulfills a lot of things in our lives through that detour. Can you think of a time when you were lost? What did it feel like when you were lost? What do you feel when you, when you feel lost? How many of you like uh, would say, Whenever you get lost, you're like, oh, this is exciting. All right, I've, that's me as well. Ajay, yes? Whenever we get lost, I'm like, wow, this is exciting. Let's find the way back. Right? Anybody else gets really, really nervous and anxious when you get lost? Ajay speaks for his wife. He calls out Susan. OK. Anybody else uh, here on Zoom? Right, Sharon, Pavitra, Harita, right, Hosanna, many people. And you've put your hand up. Many people are saying, you know, you feel really anxious, really nervous when you are lost. But, you know, God allows us to get lost at times. And it's, it's like the time that we don't like the most because God is so quiet. You feel like God is so distant. You feel like praying, God, where are you? And then you stop yourself because you know that He is omnipotent and omnipresent. God, He's everywhere and He can hear you when you're complaining. So you kind of stop praying that prayer as well. But yet you want to feel God very close to you. Some of the possible detours that happens in our life is when you lose a job, when you have an unexpected medical diagnosis, when you have a a financial crisis, when you lose a friend, a relational loss, there are certain things that happens as a crisis in our life that takes us into a detour. And God always has a plan for our life, and many of us, we have a plan for our life, and we always want to be on track, on path, but detour is not something that we can escape. This morning, I want us to go into a passage, Acts chapter 27 and, and 28, two chapters. And Acts 27, 28 is the end of the book and uh, it is talking about Paul being in a shipwreck and Paul as you know that he's a man who travels a lot and uh, here is Paul who is on a mission who's on a journey but he is going on a detour and this is what is happening when Paul is on detour God is doing something amazing in his life in fact It is like a God-ordained detour, like God ordained for him to be lost. And we see many people in the Bible where they got lost and God found them. If you look all through the heroes of the Bible, every single person, they all have a story to say when they got lost. And when they got lost, they found purpose, They found meaning, they found something that God wanted to do beyond what they ever asked and whatever they thought. You know, in Acts chapter 27 verse 1, it says, When the time came, we set sail for Italy. The verse will come on the screen. It says, when the time came, we set sail for Italy. when a ship leaves, just before the ship leaves, like five minutes before, the captain doesn't decide where the ship is going. I don't know how many of you worked in a ship or know how, or been in one or know how it works. I've never been in one, so I don't know how it works. So I looked it up. And it says that the actual journey today in this um uh, time and age, it takes about minimum 7 to 10 days of planning for a ship to depart from a port. And every single detail is planned. What are the ports is going to stop? What it's, What is it going to carry? What's the weight of the ship? Who's going to be on board? Who's going to be the crew who's going to take care of everything? Every single detail is planned. It's not like how we get on you know in the morning pack our suitcase one hour before our train right or bus and then we jump on it and then we leave if you're flying you probably just you know uh, pack 24 hours before or 48 hours before max if you're me six hours before but for a ship to leave it takes 10 days of planning 10 days of planning so when Paul says when the time came, it's the time they've been waiting for a long time. And you've got to remember in this journey, Paul is not going on a, you know, jolly trip. He's actually a prisoner on board along with other prisoners. He was, he was actually bound and he's it's not like he's going in terms of his freedom and, and going on a, on, a, on a cruise where he can see the world and enjoy. He's, he's actually bound to the ship and he's going as a prisoner. But when the time came, it says, we set sail for Italy. But long story short, what happens in chapter 27 is that the ship goes into a shipwreck. The ship just, you know, uh, because of a storm and, and Paul keeps saying, you know, let's not travel, let's stop. You know, and we, there'll be a great loss, but nobody listened to him because he's not the captain. And, and Paul is trying to give various advices and at the end, you know, uh, they, they try to maneuver the storm but they lose everything and at the end, they somehow manage to find a piece of land and the ship gets wrecked there and the ship stops there. They swim into this land and they found that they are in a new place called Malta. Where did they plan to go? Italy where are they? Malta probably it's a nice island right you know now like to have good you know wear your sunglasses lie down in the beach but during Paul's time it wasn't like that there was no resorts or there was no like holiday where people could just lie down and enjoy it's completely strange place this morning I, I believe God wants all of us to hear this and the most important thing that we need to hear is that we need to trust God in the midst of your storm, in the midst when you feel like your life is a wreck. Have you, ever, have you ever felt like that? Everything felt like a smooth sailing. Everything was going well. All of a sudden, somebody gets sick in the family. All of a sudden, you know, something happens that, that you did not expect to happen. All of a sudden, you lose a job. All of a sudden there's a, there's a medical diagnosis. All of a sudden you had to spend money on something that you did not expect to spend. All of a sudden you lose a loved one. You lose a close friend. You did not expect these things to happen and you feel like you've gone a few years back. You feel like you've lost time. You feel like, you know, it, it has gone too far. But God wants to speak to all of us and he's telling you and he's reminding you, trust God during your detours. Trust God when you are not in Italy but in Malta. Trust God when you are not in the destination that you thought that you were headed to, but God wrecked you and turned your direction to something else and you have ended up there. But actually, if God wanted you to be there, then that is the best place that you can be. For Paul, not to be in Italy was a good thing because God wanted him in Malta. And I'll tell you why God wanted him in Malta. In the first seven verses you will find that when he arrived in Malta he met some strange people then later on they will have they were having a bonfire night they were sitting around a fire, they were singing and they were talking all of a sudden a snake b- bites Paul and everybody sees that the snake uh, is, is clinging to his hand and is' hanging. And Paul just everybody when they looked at him they thought that you know, according to the custom of the land, when a snake bites, they think that he has sinned and he's a cursed person. And that is why he is getting paid for what he did. What, what did Paul do? Paul just shook his hand off. He just shook the snake off of his hand. And he carried on talking. While this happened, everybody was sitting and watching. They were expecting him to fall dead any minute any minute and he did not die he stayed alive and everybody knew that this was God's man at that moment everything changed in Malta and Malta received God and there was a revival in that land that detour Paul stayed in Malta for three months for three months along with the rest of the crew. They stayed there for three months. Can you imagine? When there are detours, unexpected things happen. We get bitten, probably not by snake these days, some places, possibility. But, we get bitten by a lot of cursed things. Sin is a curse. If we allow that to cling on, to us the Lord is saying shake it off in the midst of your detour in the midst of the in in where you feel lost hold on to God don't hold on to anything that represents sin and curse hold on to God hold on to God you see I want to fast forward to in in the same chapter Acts chapter 27 verse 36 to 37 and I love this detail you know it says then everyone was encouraged and began to eat so basically what is happening is that because the ship was in a wreck they've been floating for some days and for about 14 days nobody had eaten in the ship Paul is encouraging everybody guys we've got some bread left over let's just have something I know we're all tired I know we're all scared I know we're all anxious but let's get something to eat so Paul encourages them to eat so everybody gets encouraged and then says then everyone was encouraged and began to eat and verse 37 it says all 276 of us who were on board you know who writes this book Luke writes it and Luke is a man of details That's why in the gospel of Luke, you see that many details are there. Now Luke is also on board. That is why he says 276 of us who were on board. Why is he giving that detail? Why is he giving that number that 276 people stayed alive and all 276 were protected, and all 276 people ate along with Paul. I'll tell you why it's important. God cared about every single person who was in that ship because there's a mission on the ship. There was something that God had appointed and God did not leave any single person behind and God cared about the all 276 people who were on board. This means that every single person who are watching me online, and I think there's about 35 people, or I can't see the number clearly, um, who are watching me online. 29 people who are watching me online. And the 12 people who are here in the team. Everybody, God cares about you. Every single person God has a plan for your life every single person God is writing your story God is allowing detours in your life sometimes you might feel lost sometimes you might feel like it's clueless sometimes you might feel like this is not where I was headed and you feel like you are going somewhere else now but what might seem like a detour to you might be the actual destination for God Come on somebody, right? Because if God had ordained Paul to go to Malta and then three months later to go to Italy, then that was the plan. It's a detour for Paul, but it's the plan of God for the God above. For God it's not a detour because he had planned it. When something is planned, you know it's expected to happen. So what I'm encouraging every single believer who's listening to my voice this morning is that plan your life in such a way that you allow detours to happen. But make sure it's a God-ordained detour. You don't get detoured yourself because when you do it yourself, you get derailed. And that'll be the end of it. But when God ordains it, The ship might be a wreck, but all 276 are fine. The vessel that was carrying them, gone. But every single person saved because they are saved for a purpose. There was a revival that was supposed to happen in the land of Malta and many people got saved. I want to tell you and encourage you, every single person listening to my voice this morning, you are not insignificant. Maybe you got busy in life. Maybe you got distracted. Maybe you are going through a detour right now and you feel like you are not significant. You feel like you're lost. I want to tell you, you are not insignificant. You are not incidental. You are not forgotten. God created you for a reason and He uniquely gifted you for a purpose to be part of His story. This church has a story and God is still writing the story. Acts might have ended with chapter 28 but I believe that God is still building his church because what, why was Paul traveling? Because the church was thriving He was giving words of encouragement and wisdom and word from God to every church that he was planting and the believers and he was talking to everybody. So the church was booming, the church was thriving, the church was getting planted and the shipwreck did not stop from the church not to thrive but rather a new church got planted in Malta. Everybody lift your hands and say, Lord, wreck me so that I can be planted where you want to be planted. Amen? That got to be our prayer. Lord, it's not just bless me, but Lord, wreck me. Even if it means that it's, I, I'm I'm going away into s- things that I never planned. If I'm going into things that, that I never purposed to happen, but God, if you, it is you that is allowing me to do it, then I am prepared for it. This means that We got to be out of our comfort zone. We need to be ready to leave the ship. We need to be ready to jump out of our comfort zone. It says that the ship stopped 70 feet before the land. When they put the anchor, they could feel in 70 feet that they could anchor. So they stopped the ship there and they started, they jumped out of the ship and they started swimming towards the land. It's all there in chapter 27, every single detail. Luke, very detailed person, every single detail is recorded there and what happens is that they had to jump out trusting God that this new strange land that they're going into is where God wants them to Have you ever wondered that you are going into a season that you never expected and you're just trusting God that God, I'm just hoping, I am jumping out of my ship. I'm jumping out of my comfort zone. I'm jumping away from the plans that I thought is important or I thought it's God, but I feel like I am wrecked. I feel like I am detoured, but I am swimming along in faith because I know that you are waiting on the other side and you have purpose for this to happen so God I trust in you are you praying that prayer are you praying that prayer God is building his church God is writing the story of the church now you see everybody who was on board one way or the other they used the gifts that God had given them even when they were lost They did not sit around and wait for something to happen. Wherever they went, they spoke the gospel. That's why they heard the gospel in Malta. You know, they didn't sit there and have their own pity party. They didn't sit there and work on an escape plan. They didn't sit there and work on a strategy. They saw people and they started preaching. What is your role in the church? Why has God brought you to this church? Why has God added you into this family? What is the reason that God has allowed certain things to happen in your life? Why has God purposed this? And I want to talk to you and talk to you in person because God wants you to hear this. There is a role for you in the church, whether small or big. Don't you consider yourself insignificant when God sees you as a significant person. Don't talk yourself down that whatever that you're doing for God is not important. Every single thing that you do for God, it's important. Don't wait for a praise of a man, don't wait for a praise of a woman, because when God called you, God authorizes you, God anoints you, God releases your tongue to speak when you have to speak, and God keeps you quiet when He wants you to keep quiet. But when you trust in God, When you lean on Him, when you allow God to lead you every step of the way, you will see God using you even when you are lost. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is that even when you are lost, you will see God at work. You will see God at work. Write this down. Even when I am lost, I want to see God at work. Now this is how you discern That if you got lost by yourself or if you got lost, ordained by God. When you're lost and you feel like God is not moving in the midst of it, maybe we need to check how we got lost. And maybe we need to go back where we started and go back to God. And sometimes when you're lost, you can still feel God being there. And God at work and God opening new doors. I thank God when a door shuts behind me because I have a door that is opening in front of me. That's why Paul ends his life saying, I have run the race. I press on. I keep moving forward. I don't wait here. I don't stop here. I keep moving forward. What is God speaking to you this morning? Even when you feel lost, God is at work. God is at work. God is at work. Hold on to Him. Hold on to Him. Lean, lean on to Him. I just want to end my message with a, with a real story that happened in one of the churches that I was serving as an associate pastor. And we had this member as part of the staff and and she was a very valuable person I don't wanna um, share her name for due to confidence um, you know for due to other reasons but um, she's a very valuable person and, and her job was to counsel people she was she was taking care of the pastoral care team and and the counseling and all that. She's well-educated, well-trained, and um, she had a good job. She had a very good job. But when God called her to do this full-time, she gave up the job and joined a staff in church. And um, she was just getting paid half of what the company was paying her outside. But for her, she was passionate about what God had called her to do. And one morning, every, every Monday morning, we w- used to have you know, staff meetings where we sit and review how the Sunday went and, and we talk about everything and we pray together for the people who came uh, for the first time and, and we do all these things for the first half of the day. So that morning, she was there in the staff meeting and she was very chilled, very casual. She was talking to all of us and then at the end of the meeting, um, you know, she stood up and she said, guys, I have news. And then she said that God has opened a new opportunity for me. So when she said that, we all assumed that God has opened a new job for her or a new opportunity that she's going to tell us that uh, she's going to leave this team. So even the senior pastor was like, oh, you didn't talk to me about this. And he was also a little surprised when he said, God has opened a new opportunity for me. Then she opened her mouth and she started saying, "On, on Friday evening, I went to the hospital and I was not feeling too well. I've been having few appointments in the past couple of weeks, but last Friday evening, I got the news that I am diagnosed with cancer. And I'm in stage three. And this week, I'm going to start chemo. And we were all so puzzled. We were all so confused. At the same time, we are like, why are you saying this is a new opportunity? And she said, now I get to talk to people in church, in counseling room, and during my chemo. I can help people. So the pastor was like, Can we talk about this in my office? And then she was like, no, pastor, there's nothing to talk about. I am diagnosed with cancer, but that doesn't mean I need to stop my ministry. As long as I'm alive, I'm going to keep going for God. Don't ask me to take leave. Don't ask me to step down from my ministry. Don't ask me because I carry a burden for people. I carry this ministry as a burden and I'm going to keep doing as long as I need to do. And God has just opened an extra door for me and and I'm just going to be on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, Can you please excuse me because I need to go for my ministry in the hospital. And Tuesdays and Fridays are chemo days. We all cried. We all wept. And she was encouraging us, don't cry. Why are you weeping? We just thank God for somebody like that. And it absolutely changed my world. It absolutely changed the way I saw serving God. And that day, probably along with me, everybody in that room made a decision, no matter what comes my way, if I'm in, on my deathbed, I will still try to say and speak about my Lord Jesus to somebody who's next to me. And she said this, this is just a setback. This is just a small detour. But I'm not lost because God has purposed this. And you know what? God saved her. God healed her and at the, uh, I think she went through chemo for almost um, a year and a half and after a year and a half, you know, a lot of things changed for her physically, emotionally. You know, she had an autistic son, a lot of things was going on in her life. Uh, You know, her husband had to go part-time because of this for a year and a half. But at the end of it all, God came through, she got healed from cancer And by a year and a half, 10 people she had met in hospital got saved, got baptized, got added to the life group, and they're still going to church. Now that's how you serve God. Now that's how you not give up. Don't you ever say to God, I will serve you in my spare time. God doesn't want your spare time, and God doesn't want your spare change either. Because he's not a beggar. We give our spare change to beggars. God is not a beggar. He's not begging behind you to come and serve him. What he has given to us is a privilege. We got to use it in our good times and in our bad times. When we face through detours, when we face through... So use it as a privilege and use it to the max. Serve him. Serve him. Even when you feel lost. Even when you are going through major crisis in your life. God is at work in your life and through your life. I hope God is talking to somebody this morning. And I hope that you will keep pressing on. Don't give up. Don't give up. I know you're going through a tough time. Maybe physically, emotionally, psychologically. Don't give up. Keep pressing on. Everything that God has allowed, there's a purpose. Nothing can stop God's plan for your life. Nothing can stop God's plan for your life. So keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. God loves you. God cares about you when God had a plan he saved all the 276 people on board nobody got wasted they were all used and three months later Paul goes back to Rome and Paul writes some amazing epistles you know uh, Colossians and Philippians, and he writes it from Rome when he was in house arrest and he spent the rest of his um, life in house arrest in Rome and he was serving God and he had people over in the house if you read the last verses of verse 28 it says chapter 28 it says he invited as many people as he could to his home and he kept sharing the gospel and nobody stopped him nobody stopped him. nobody can stop you they can try Nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop the church. Nobody can stop the church. Keep serving God. Keep serving God. Because God is at work. God is at work. Stay faithful in what God has called you to do now. Stay faithful for what God God, God has called you to do for tomorrow and for the future. Stay faithful faithful because God is with you. You are not lost. He's at work in your life. Can we all just raise our hands wherever we are as an act of surrender and just give your lives back to God saying, Lord, I'm sorry for the times if I have given upon you or if I have given upon the opportunity that you gave me to serve you because I got too distracted with my own feelings, with my own emotions or with other things that had happened in my life? Can you, can you repent? Can you commit? Can you ask God to forgive you? Can you ask God to open new doors for you so you can keep on serving Him? Don't let a shipwreck, don't let any crisis in your life stop you from serving him. God has a plan. God has a purpose. Keep moving forward. We hope that you are blessed by God's word today. Share it with someone else who you think can also be blessed by this. If you would like to support our ministry financially, you can do so at KingCittingchurch.org forward give, and we will see you next week with a brand new sermon.